Hello and welcome to Podcast on Purpose. This is your host, Debbie Adea, and we are going to be having some episodes coming out that are related to International Podcast Day. We did a live stream with a group of stellar podcasters where we shared the journey of podcasting together on September 30th, and we're going to be reposting some of those in audio format here on the podcast for you in case you missed it. If you would also like to go and watch the replay of the videos, you can come on over to the Pod Tribe on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Pod Tribe. Here we go with this episode on Podcast on Purpose. Deborah Kozowski, the charismatic host of the positive, thought provoking podcast, The Millionaire Woman Show, is committed to enriching the leadership potential of her countless devoted clients, essentially guiding them to go within to uncover their vast inner resources. So by capitalizing on their true personal power, they can achieve the measurable success they desire in business and in life. In today's world of impersonal electronic communication, this award-winning three-time best-selling author, you read that right, three times, speaker and certified executive coach wisely places the emphasis back on effective people skills, such as the posing of questions that promote insight and interaction, and the productive channeling of emotional energy towards problem solving, both key strategies to promote superlative performance and enhanced productivity. There's a lot more that I could say about her, but I will just say this, an, an amazing podcaster and just a beautiful woman. And I'm really grateful to, to get to know you. We've had a wonderful time to connect in San Diego recently, and I'm so happy for our connection. Yeah, I'm going through withdrawal. I would love I to know. put all the icons every, every supper. <laughs> it would be so awesome. Oh, just I would love it. So yeah. much about everybody and coming from all different parts of the world is, is incredible. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We actually were in um, the hotel room where I was staying. We got a group of us together just for fun. I brought my little Zoom H6 and we had a couple microphones and we passed the microphones around and we did what we called an Icon Posse unplugged episode on podcast on purpose and it was shared across other podcasts too. So if you wanted to do a joint episode with other podcasters, it's fun. You can share on each other's platforms. And we just talked about podcasting, like the whole journey of it, but it was so fun. I laughed so hard. I listened to thing during my workout the other day and I just cracked myself up. <laughs> so it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Lou's like, we're going north of the border now over to Deborah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so fun. So ta- I'd love if you could talk a little bit about how you got into starting your show. Well, it was just over three years ago. I, it'll be almost three and a half years ago. I was sitting in an audience at a conference called Business Excellence. And there was a gentleman, I don't even remember the gentleman's name offhand, but he was I remember his podcast, something about Everyday Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he was on stage talking about how to launch a podcast and how you could sign up for his program. And as I was sitting there listening, I have this inkling in my head is, how hard could it be? I can figure this out. And within 30 days, I launched my podcast to the very day. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, no turning back. I started off with two um two solo casts and interviews mixed in in between twice a week. And I just found that I wasn't able to keep up at the time. And I uh, went down to one day a week and it, and it works out really well in between connecting with guests and doing solo casts in between. It works out really well. And the uptake to those have, has been fantastic because of the variety. They ha- hear my voice and then they hear my experts' voices as well. Yeah, I know. I was interviewing Tom Singer a while back and he was saying that he, I think he'd been doing, I don't know how many years he's had his show. And he said, 
he started doing an extra episode in addition to his guest episodes once a week. And he said his, it doubled his listens, doubled, I think it was his business or doubled his listens. It was one of the two, but it like had a huge multiplier on what his goals were just doing that. I have to say that the reason I love the podcasting platform is because I had facilitated a networking group for three years of my own. And as the facilitator, people often didn't see you as the speaker or the person to hire. They saw you just as the facilitator. Whereas a podcaster and having this solo cast, you also develop your own expertise, your own credibility and platform where people see you differently than a facilitator of a function. Mm-hmm. And that's why I found podcasting so powerful in the fact that you can still be seen in, as an expert while you showcase experts. Beautiful. Yeah, beautifully said. I love that. So how does it tie into your business and your books? I'm really curious, like what you've seen, like the role of authorship versus podcasting is being a three times bestseller, right? As well as like what the role's been in your business around podcasting. Well, podcasting was an avenue to disseminate um, more information about leadership, business, and human potential, all three areas that I work in. So uh, as you mentioned in my bio, I, I dabble in emotional intelligence and not dabble. I really focus in on the soft skills of people. My most recent book is called Let's Be Curious. And I love that you said you were just curious yeah. because I'm all about facilitating thought. Someone dubbed me the other day, the queen of curiosity. And I thought, I'm going to own that. Yes. <laughs> I love making people think think about their lives, think about the way they're leading others, and also how they show up in the world in their businesses. So for myself, I'm living by example, making sure that I'm sharing those principles of life, leadership, and business. And the premise of The Millionaire Woman is about living rich from the inside out. And now my audience is men and women. I'm the host, The Millionaire Woman, which I pulled from the networking group I used to run because people kept referring to me. They're like, you're still a millionaire woman. And I said, okay, let's keep that as the host. And, but when I sh- showcase individuals, I have men and women on the show as long as I'm sticking into those principles and helping people live rich from the inside out. And do you find that you attract kind of both the men and women? Like, is, is there a certain percentage of one versus the other? I know people are like, do I just focus on women in the podcast or focus on men I, and women? I think- Primarily, my audience is women who listen. However, I have had men contact me to for coaching because they see me as not their competition, right? Which I found very interesting in the business world. Mm. And uh, when they when they told me that, I thought that's fascinating because I I look at equality and I could very much be your competition. <laughs> so um, fascinating. That, Just yes, curious. No. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, I was able to take down someone's guard. Yeah. And as a coach, I think that's really significant in building that trust and rapport that we need to get to a place you feel safe to share things with me in order to help you break through any of the barriers you have in your way of getting to the successes that you want. So once we can establish that trust and rapport and feel like you feel that you have to, can unguard yourself, then we can actually really get to the meat of where you need to go. I love it. So would you say like, I always wonder this too, because I have people that come to my show and I'm, I'm pretty much like men and women. Like I do, I have, I'm about 50-ish percentage-ish, but 
what I, <laughs> so you think of Debbie Dashinger. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie Dashinger always uses ish. We were doing our episode. It was podcast ish. <laughs> um, but what we, one of the things I've noticed is I will have people come to me that want to be on my show that only serve women or they only serve men. And so when I'm looking to have guests on, I'm like, well, I don't know, because it's going to basically take away half of my group, right? Like half of my group is not going to be served probably by this episode. You know, what's your take on that? And how do you, how do you function inside of that? If, if I hear the question correctly, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm nailing it, right? Um, <laughs> is that I think men and women, I mean, they're all, everyone has their own uptake based on their own experiences, education, and exposure to different events. So I've had friends who listened to one of my episodes and I've interviewed someone like Mark Devine. He's a Navy SEAL, unbeatable mind. Will men listen to it? Yes. Will women listen to it? Yes. And the reason I asked him on the show was because I've been studying police, firefighters, Navy SEALs. Um, elite athletes, because I want to develop the same mindset that they have, right? I might not be physically in the roles that they play, but I can study them to know what it takes to be at that level, to have that elite mindset, to be unstoppable when you're going after your goals. And when people start engaging in the conversation or hearing us have a dialogue back and forth, I think the men and women part kind of falls away versus the message that's being shared. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. I think that's true too. It's just interesting. I'll have some people be like, I only work with women. I only yeah. want to talk to women. I don't want to talk to men. And when they do that, I'm like, well, uh. <laughs> I, I get that from that concept that you have to define your niche. And it was yes. interesting at, at the, the function we were at the new media summit when people were came up to me and they said, well, you only want people between 30 and 45 or 30 and 55 as your niche. And I said, no, 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 no. You, you, I think you're misunderstanding. If I am giving you my demographic of who listens to my show, yeah. the primary demographic is between 30 and 55 years old. However, there, as with any bell curve, there's some on this side and there's some on that side, right? So you're going to have people overlapping just like you're going to have some men, you're going to have some women. And it, but when you're niching, you're just saying, this is what the primary audience is, but it doesn't mean that there's not outliers that fall, listen and engage or look for coaching. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to work with them. It just, I'm just letting you know what the primary audience is. So I, I want people like if they're going to be a guest or they're going to post their podcast don't take yourself out of the game before you even got started. Hmm. What, what would you say has been a bigger multiplier in your business, your books or podcasts? And in, in what ways have they affected your business growth? Oh, let's see. I think the podcast has really showcased the credibility. Not that books haven't, but uh, I love how Steve talked about how podcasting is the new broadcasting. Hmm. And my podcast can be found on iTunes and all the podcast players, but it's also on YouTube. So we know that a lot more people are watching YouTube than television shows and people are binging on podcasts. So I think that has really given a higher credibility than just the book alone. 
right? So I have three different books, all three different types of books. One is very much personal development, co-authored with Charmaine Hammond. It's called GPS, Your Best Life. The second one was the Entrepreneurial Mom's Guide to Growing a Business, Raising a Family, and Creating a Life You Love. And then my last one that I just finished is called Let's Be Curious. Mm. Book number four is percolating <laughs> around the unshakable mindset. So really focusing in on my growth as a person as well, whereas the podcast is pretty much not only my growth, because it's like, um, I, I like to equate it to if I looked at my first podcast ever, it'd be like looking at my kid's scrapbook and wanting to redo the whole thing. <laughs> That's how that growth happens, that trajectory. But uh, I, I really do think that they work synergistically, but I think think what I when I'm referring to podcasting and broadcasting I think it takes you to a totally different level when people perceive you as a podcaster because it, it's almost like you're one of the celebrities from the tv shows or the news anchor I think that's awesome yeah I totally agree I think there's something to host of xyz podcast that I mean I best-selling author is amazing too. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about that that is unique. I think over blogger, YouTuber, author, there's something about it that I feel just kind of levels it up a little bit too. Yeah. And would you agree too with, um, that books are great in terms of like being a kind of a calling card and, and a lead magnet, but podcasting, it's like there's a connection that happens with podcasting that I don't think really happens with authoring a book. Would you agree with that? Like in terms of people you meet and the connections you get through that. I would have to agree. And the reason I say that, because I I do do some Facebook lives just, you know, on my page as well. And I see it is kind of a mini podcast. I should actually be downloading every time I do a Facebook. Facebook (laughs) The audio. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, And the reason being is when I get a message that someone said, you know, when I wake up in the morning or I'm having a rough day, I, I go to your page to find something you've said to mm-hmm. shift my mindset. Or I had someone this morning who had commented a few weeks ago that I said, you know, sometimes I, I'm in disbelief that my dreams are possible. And this morning he messaged me and said, Dab, I have this meeting set up for going forward with my dream. And I'm like, that excites me more than anything in the world of hearing that something that I said triggered them to move their dreams into action. Mm -hmm. Right. And when someone reads my book, I don't always get that feedback right away. And, you know, and it could be that something gave them aha, but rarely do people say, you know what, I need to email that author to let them know how their book impacted me. Whereas on Facebook and social media or listening to the podcast, we have a continued connection. They may read the book, but they can continue to connect with me on social media, listen to the podcast, let me introduce them to some of my guests who I think would really empower them in going after what they want to go after in their lives. What's been one of your favorite stories? Like if you had one from the podcast that just like is kind of around the podcast itself, whether it's someone that's been a you know, a guest on your show that inspired you or someone who listened to the show that inspired you uh, from your podcast that really kind of was like a wow moment for you? Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm I've, just curious. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. It's a great line. Uh, let's be curious. Let's be curious. I love it. There's so many fantastic guests. Yeah. I've had Bob Burke, uh, go-givers. We've oh, had great conversations. Book. 
Actually, um, one I would share with you is Dr. Mark Golston. He wrote the foreword for Let's Be Curious, and he's a psychiatrist. I believe he lives in San Francisco, but he's in California. And uh, I first listened to his Just Listen book on audio. And uh, I was just crying because he had this example of a client he worked with, and he was working with this gentleman's son, and they were just struggling to just have a relationship. And the son was struggling in school, very brilliant, but wasn't able to articulate his exam. And his dad was a CEO, very busy. So he had been working with Dr. Golson and he said, you know, go home and ask your son, just sit with him and be present. And he gave him some questions to ask him. And as he was asking him these questions, the son would turn around and he says, I, it must be really hard for you to not be able to share how brilliant you are on paper and he just his eyes stung you know and his tears running down his face and he looked at his dad he goes I thought you never cared wow. so they had this break in communication and I'm like oh my gosh I can just feel <laughs> like I'm the seat I'm driving my car and I'm like <laughs> wiping my teeth <laughs> and they had this big moment of breakthrough and then he goes and and leaves this message on Dr. Golston's answering machine saying you need to call me you need to call me right away so, of course, when you get an answering machine message, you're thinking, okay, what has just happened? So he calls the CEO and he says, what's up? And he goes, well, I got to tell you about this breakthrough with my son. And, uh, he, and he goes, what can I do for you? He goes, what I want you to do, what you did for your son, you need to do for your company. So the CEO calls for this emergency meeting at his office. So you have all these people on a boardroom table shuffling papers thinking that the ax is coming right? They're worried about losing their jobs. And this CEO stands up and he says, I'm very disappointed. I'm mm -hmm. very disappointed. And there's silence. That's all he says. I'm disappointed in myself for not listening to you all because you were trying to save me from me. Wow. And it was so powerful on audio that I ran out and I bought the book. And then I wrote a blog post about it. And I was t always telling people about this communication book, Just Listen. And I wrote a blog post and I had, you know, tagged the book. And the next morning I get this email from Dr. Mark Golston. And I was like, oh my goodness, someone's fooling with me. They know I like this. <laughs> and I went to the back of his book to see if it was the same email address and everything. And then he asked me, what, what can I do for you? And oh. I said, well, I'd love to have you on my podcast for one. And then I thought, I would love for you to write the foreword from my book. Said, Let's do it. So that's probably one of my most memorable stories. It was from reading his book to building the relationship to having him on the show and being able to share this very profound book that had an impact on me and just developing this cool relationship, you know. And then uh, I interviewed Mark Devine from the unbeatable mind and he's a navy seal commander that's retired but he lives in encinitas and he has a seal fit program but he also has a leadership program and we were joking around because i said who does planks for 45 minutes goes, <laughs> you could deb and i'm like you know what i can see myself signing up for your course just to see if i can ri rise to the challenge on elbows and knees baby yeah <laughs> You only do it for three seconds in between. Keep going. 
And I was just like, it was just so intriguing to, to really get to know these people, where their drive comes. And I think that's what excites me about people is yeah. I love to learn what makes them tick, what makes them tick, get ticked off <laughs> and what makes them rise above any of the challenges that they face. It's such a beautiful place to come from too. Cause I think the more curious you are and the more that you love to discover yeah. the greatness in people, the better of a podcaster you are, right? The more the in, better in life in general, you are to be around. Like you always want to be around someone who's curious about your greatness, right? That pulls up. Yes. So I yes. think, I think bringing that to a podcast is fantastic because not only are you giving that person the gift who's your guest mm -hmm. of getting to know their own greatness more, right? But you're also showcasing that and modeling that for the listener yeah. to have that same inquiry for themselves, right? And I have a couple like other guests that, you know, I've pu pulled on uh, Brian Riley from West Studio. He was my photographer for my recently new branded website. And just learning his journey of being self-taught photographer to working with Lonely Planet to de developing, you know, taking pictures for weddings and muscle and fitness magazine. It was just this total different trajectory and learning about that person's journey is fascinating. Yeah. And then I could have Rich Bontrager on my show and we had a live broadcast, right? He's a broadcaster by trade. And I said, okay, let's have some fun. And I think that's what I love about the podcasting is that we can be spontaneous. We can showcase our guests' true greatness yeah. and where they come from and at the same time share them with the world globally. Because I think we get so caught in this local, even mm -hmm. when we're doing a Facebook Live, we're thinking we're just talking to the people in our Edmonton area or Canada, right? Or San Diego. Or <laughs> And what it, we're doing is we're actually expanding on a global level, reaching people yeah. all around the world. And I think that's what makes my heart warm up to podcasting so much. I love that. It's so true. Like I remember when I was looking at my show and I was like, oh my God, we're like number one in Albania or Tasmania or something. Yeah. I forget. It was like, <laughs> that's terrible. I don't remember the exact name, but it was, <laughs> and I'm in I, Japan I'm like, and other places. Two in Panama. Yeah, it's the it's so wildest crazy. thing, right? When you look yeah. and you're like, wow, I've never been. My show is in places that I've never been, that I may never even get to go to. Like maybe I will because I'm an adventurous soul. But, you know, like it's pretty amazing when you start to see like you're reaching people in these other places around the world and developing a relationship with them through your show. It's, it's extraordinary. I love that. Yeah, And then you go to conferences and you get exactly. people in person and, and that's even cooler. <laughs> so fun. I know. <laughs> it's so fun. I remember I uh, interviewed John Lee Dumas years ago and he says, one of these days when we see each other in person, we're just going to hug it out. Aww. And it's so true. Cause when you, when I walked into new media summit, Melanie and I had been online together for several years and have never I met. I love you, Melanie. Yeah. <laughs> She's coming to join us a little bit later. Yeah. So I thought it was so neat to be able to walk up and it's just like, okay, the icebreaker's done. We're friends. Yeah. Now oh we just boy. got to see each other face to face and give each other a hug. Isn't that wonderful? It's so yeah. amazing. Yeah, actually, Mel and I, Melanie and I connected at the first one that I went to. It was like instantaneous. I was like, oh, there you are. I've known you for a long time. I didn't even know. You oh, know, yeah. you know, it was just like one of those soul recognition moments when I saw her for the first time. Really special lady. So excited to share her with you today. Show sure shows Amplify Your Success. Melanie Benson is going to be here later. Um, so tell me this. What would you say is like 
the top multiplier that you've used for your show? Like if you could pick, like pick one thing or point to one thing that has really made a difference for you and your show, what would you say it would be? So when you're thinking multiplier, what do you think? It could either be reach. It could be um, for like up-leveling your guests. It could be whatever your, what you consider to be a multiplier Mm -hmm. for your goals, for your show. One of the things is the reach for sure. And uh, the reach in the sense of having people hear a message that's really important for them to take steps forward in their life. And then if I get an email from someone or a Facebook message, I find it amazing to see, you know, that they're, they want to start learning about coaching or they want to know if I could come in and do some training because they've already gotten to know me as the podcast host. So I found that that's been my greatest multiplier for training and coaching, um, awesome. keynote speaking as well. Um, and what's one of the, it, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just say, what's one of the one things that's ha- that's been a multiplier for your reach? Then what's what's been like for for my reach is being able to share my guests and having guests that are come from a place of reciprocity and okay. they are so gracious that they want to share their episode, they want to let people know that they've been interviewed because I make sure that I showcase them in such a way to elevate. And that word is truly elevate their expertise, no matter where they are on their spectrum, whether they be a best-selling author, whether they have a business that's doing really cool things. Um, it's a way to really work together with a lot of other people. And that extends your reach. You know, in networking, they say it's 250 people you, one person knows. But we know on Facebook and all the platforms, Instagram, that when we say, um, what's that? Six degrees of separation is actually maybe two. (laughs) (laughs) I found out that a friend of mine who I met through Facebook, when we met in person, we learned that a friend of mine was his boss at one time. And it was like two, two degrees. And we were on different parts of the country. So I think it's fascinating how we think that when we're networking, we're only connecting with 250 people based on this one face. It's not that anymore. Mm. So you're building no like and trust even online. People can go through your profile and get a sense. Like if you're ranting political rants and you're, you know, complaining about this or that, people can get a sense of what type of person you are. And I think when they see that, you are inspiring or you're motivating or you're encouraging or you're sharing really useful, relevant information for them, then they look at you and say, you know what? She's the go-to. Mm. She's who you have on your show. She's who you should have as an MC or you should bring her in to train on emotional intelligence or appreciative inquiry, all of these type of things. So along those lines, if you could leave uh, the listener today with one piece of advice on their journey of podcasting. What would it be? So one, it's not as hard as you think to start podcasting. Some people get that overwhelmed. If I can do it in 30 days, and I know it probably could have done, been done in less than 30 days. It's just the time frame I gave myself. That was my goal to have that design and everything within 30 days and have, have like 10 shows already pre-recorded and launched. So when you launch the podcast, they have a whole bunch that they can get, get in and get that juiciness from you. So you have at least 10 in the hopper before you uh, launch. 
because that makes it that you've been there for a little bit and that they get to know you. And then you can start releasing on a regular basis for sure. If you can get more, even better. And it's true. A lot of people pod fade at 10 or below. So <laughs> you kind of set yourself that. up really well. <laughs> yeah. It's, so if you have 10 already, you're kind of ahead of the game. But you know, we usually say minimum three for sure. But if you can start yeah. with 10, that's great. I love that. And, and don't procrastinate around it. If mm-hmm. the idea came to you that you, you should be doing a podcast, follow through on that. That idea came to you on purpose. And, you know, as Debbie was, you know, podcasting on purpose, that's why that idea came to you. And the world is waiting. We're waiting for that message. We're waiting for your guests to be showcased and that expertise to shine through. So if you're thinking about it, it's time to stop thinking. It's time to start inking and really making it happen. I like that. Ink it. Ink it. Don't think it. So (laughs) how good in there. And Deborah, if they wanted to, if the, the listener wanted to get more of you and your show and your work and stuff, where would they go? So you can go over to www.debrah, D-E-B-R-A, Kazowski, K-A-S-O-W-S-K-I.com. Go to my connect um, tab on the top and it will lead you to a page where you can connect with me for podcasting, sponsorship, coaching, training, whatever it is that you might be thinking of having to do some work with me or connecting with me. The page has all the areas that you can do so and send me a message. You're awesome. Thanks so much for being here today and sharing your gifts with us. Hey there, have you been wanting to start your own podcast, but not been sure what type of equipment to use? Well, I got you covered. If you'd like to get our free podcast studio equipment recommendations guide, you can go to podcastingonpurpose.com. Thanks so much for joining in the conversation today. We will see you next time on Podcast on Purpose.